too funky it's, I, I know oh you're not you're not one with the funk no no i'm i'm functose intolerant oh i'm so sorry to hear that how has your life been pretty much devoid of bombastic jams for my entire life oh my gosh wait does that mean that when we watched the episode with the the coffee java jive you didn't hear a single thing yeah i was i i hired an interpreter to just kind of <laughs> feed me the vibe so i could do it for the podcast Oh no. Well, I'm I'm glad to know that you've been living well even though your life is devoid of bombastic funk. But I'm 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 I don't know, I, my condolences, I guess. Mm. Thank you. It means You're a lot. Welcome. <laughs> um do you do you think you'll you'll be able you'll be able to go on? I mean, as long as I have coffee prints in my life, I can go on. Oh, I'm sorry. We only have we only have red bean milk tea emperor. <laughs> <laughs> no Coke Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey y'all, we are here getting ready to watch episode 14. But before we do, um we need to I need to that is ask Jaren about um I need to ask him to see if he can predict the future. Um, Jaren, are you up to the task? Yeah, I'm gonna open up my third eye real quick and just knock this out. Okay, um, be careful. I hear that the third eye is really funky. (laughs) My body will reject its own third eye. Oh no! (laughs) This section of the podcast will just be replaced with one long sustained scream. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. All right, just to realign ourselves while, while your third eye is opening, last time we watched episode 13, uh, as we do tend to watch the episode that comes before the episode we're watching right now in numerical <laughs> order. Uh, I say this every time, and every time I think it's funny. <laughs> I mean, I tend to agree. Chronology is great. Oh, man. Um, but episode 13, obviously we're at the point, you know, Hangul knows the secret and they had to work through some stuff and now they're finally together. So we're now together and we're going to start seeing what that means. So, um, episode 14, what do you, what do you think is going to go down? All right. My third eye is now fully open and it's, it's seeing that the end of last episode was a very touching moment where they agreed to tell each other everything, even if it's upsetting or makes them angry, so they can work through it once it's all out in the open. So uh, my third eye sure sees... that's not your first eye? Because that was in the past. <laughs> 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 it's my rear view eye. I just okay, got it okay, installed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry, continue. I, I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have interrupted your, your, t- your prediction. <laughs> <laughs> the oracle needs quiet. Uh... <laughs> 
so I predict that immediately we're going to start in media res and they are keeping secrets and arguing with each other over ah, small yes. things. We love to do it. I feel like we're due for conflict and mm-hmm. they they I'm pretty sure they wrapped up the non-biological family uh, plot, so to speak, last yes. episode. Oh, that's right. We did that last time. <laughs> I forgot. So I think maybe this is the start of like the closing of the gate and we're going to get this episode resolution on Sungi and resolution ah. with uh, CB and Unsei. And, like, oh. maybe Harim will have a character arc. Oh, yeah, that's right. We should we should maybe... He, like, hinted that he has, like, his own, you know, cool, like, backstory, but we haven't really gotten into it at all. Yeah, I would love if, like, the last episode is almost entirely about him, and then we just get, like, a little bit yeah, of wrap-up. Yeah, we're like, up. all right, anyway, we're done with Unchan and Hangyul. Let's move on to someone else. <laughs> Setting up the sister series, uh, Butcher King. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that does your does your third eye see anything else? Any, yeah, any it's other? closed. It's it's oh, taken a nap. Okay. All right. Oh well. Good night. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, um, let's find out if Jaren is a big fraud or not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Episode fourteen. <laughs> Episode fourteen. The future has been seen. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Kara, and I really like rom-coms. Hi guys, I'm Jaren, and I'm really into Magic the Gathering competitive EDH only. Oh my god, you know what we're both into? We both really like high ranks and hot boys. And yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes already. You know, going out on a limb. Yeah? What of it? Don't you like, I don't know. Don't really make any sense. Nobody ever talks about going in on a limb. No one ever talks about going up on a limb. (laughs) But you know what they do talk about. (laughs) What do they talk about? (laughs) Say it. Say it, I dare you. <laughs> I don't want to. No, you have to. You've done this to yourself. You have to say it. You know, sometimes, uh, you, ever, you ever hear people talk about uh, going down on him? No, I don't know what that means, Jaren. Do you want to explain it to the class? Uh, um, I don't want to. I'd, I'd rather talk about anything else. Oh, that's so great, because I actually have a really good topic for us to talk about. And it's Coffee Prince, that drama we're watching, and that, that thing that we're doing the podcast about. <laughs> oh, Saved by the Bell. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, so episode 14. <laughs> <laughs> I I really came into episode 14, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna enter this scene at a 10, as it were. Okay. I'm gonna give myself emotional room to go up and down. Okay, and then, okay. like... The first line of this episode is Harim going, one tomato waffle, please. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) oh no, you had bad tomato flashbacks. I was like, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get all hyped up about the fucking tomato waffle. But here we are. It's back. 
And That's it's okay. Even... I actually have something later on in this episode that I'll I'll, I'll have feelings about. So. <laughs> <laughs> I used all my feelings up on this because it's done. <laughs> Just transfer them. It's done in the worst possible context because Harim is like trying to uh, Stardew Valley romance this patron of the shop by just yeah. flinging gifts at her. I literally have, um, as my first note, episode opens up on Harim being a nice guy. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> but nice guy is in quotes because he's not being a genuine nice guy. He's being he's being a bad one. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's being like a, 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 a gifty Gary, as I call him. He's being them. like, here's all these gifts. Why don't you like me? And she's like, please go away. <laughs> the number of times that he keeps going after she says, please go away. I've asked you to go away is very scary. <laughs> I am very glad though, because he comes back and he tries to complain about it. And Unchan is like, yeah, that girl over there at that table seems, seems pretty great. I, I, I like, I like the, uh, the attitude she has. <laughs> <laughs> what a role model. Which is good. Um, so yeah, we're back, we're back at coffee prints and, and you know, we're, Harim, I guess, is trying to flirt, whatever. Then he's he slips back into his, like... Unchan is trying to jab back at him, but then he slips back into his, like, all right. And he, he tries to open up this conversation about, like, hey, Unchan, like, how far have you and Han Gyul gone? And CB has to manually pick him up and remove him from the situation, and it's extremely funny. <laughs> it's, it's, like... You, everybody knows the bridal carry and the fireman carry yes, and, yes, like, yes. the swing dance carries. He quite literally holds him the way that I would hold a basketball and just, like, walks him out of the building. It's so good. It's so, like, we opened up this episode and I was like, what What was the point of this? And I think the point of this was so we could see CB pick Harim up and take him out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> It was extreme. I, I really hope that that was all a setup for for <laughs> get Karim up because that was an extremely good part of the the series that I would like to see again. Honestly, the way things have been going, if he had walked like fifteen more feet off the set and just kind of removed him from the show, maybe I wouldn't be too sad. Hmm. Honestly, I feel like this is one of those moments that is the reason that I anytime I think of Coffee Prince, I'm like, oh yeah, that drama was super fun and I want to watch it again I think it's because of small little moments like this <laughs> like CB picking Harim up by the waist and just being like it's time to go the chemistry between all the boys and Unchan is super on point yes absolutely I, I I love to see just like the the coffee prince gang interactions and uh Harim is talking to CB about his date from the last episode Mi Young Oh my gosh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, CB. He, he kind of like opens it up and he's like, well, you know, like with Unsei, like I buy her things and she's like, I don't like this. But <laughs> Myung just keeps asking me to buy her more things. Like I, I buy her a thing and then she wants another thing. And I'm like, C- CB, honey. <laughs> CB. Weird, weird specific things. A cell phone and a toe ring. It's like an alien <laughs> trying to construct a device to like communicate with their home planet. Oh my gosh, we thought that she was just a gold digger, but actually, CB is dating an alien. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, another spinoff for the books. Wow, that's so good. Write that down, write that down. Charlie Brown and the girl from out of town. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're talking about it, and of course, they they maybe should have gone a little bit further, because very soon after, Unchan comes by, and she's like, I'm sorry, CB, are you saying out loud in daylight right now that you're cheating on my sister with another girl? (laughs) Unchan's... She sees red. She lets him know. She's like, 
I will kill you on sight if you come within <laughs> this many feet of my sister. On sight. Oh my god. And honestly, for me, the most impressive part of this scene is the fact that, for once, somebody mentions that there's customers in coffee prints. Because Harim is like, guys, the customers are going to hear you. And I'm like, oh, really? The customers can actually hear in this restaurant? Because I didn't know that. Literally all of the service staff are outside yelling at each other while the store is open. And Mr. Hong and Sungi are just, like, cooking waffles and making coffee. And they're like, it's you know. piling up on the counter. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, everyone gives CB a good smack. Um, and, you know, CB needs a good smack, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I think he, he would he would learn from it. We should probably talk about how we actually feel about this development in the relationship. Yeah. Because, I mean, I from my perspective, like, I didn't get the sense that Unshan and Unsei were in, like, or, I'm sorry, Un, or CB and Unsei were in, like, an actual relationship. So it feels really weird to have it, like, called cheating. Because I feel like yeah. at no point would Unsei have said, yeah, that's my boyfriend. I do... Uh, yeah, they've been kind of vague about their relationship as a series. I So, I, I guess to me it seems less like, oh, I'm in a relationship with this one person and I'm dating somebody else. And more like, I am kind of like in this romantic making romantic advances at this person and we're kind of doing like a dating courting whatever thing and then one person starts making romantic advances at another person but there was no transparency in the situation about that's what was going on mm. and i think that's where the issue arises you're absolutely um, right personally for me as as a as a thing that's going on, I'm like, well, also like obviously, you know, for the fun and for the drama and for the TV, we're gonna be like, ah, you cheater! Like, how dare you? But I guess if I look at it like objectively, I'm like, well, I could see where there would be issue because there was like some kind of romantic situation happening, and one person obviously wasn't transparent about the fact that they are like I engaging in other romantic things with other people. Yeah, Unsei I, obviously didn't know it was happening at all. And CB felt like he needed to keep it a secret, which is usually ooh, a bad sign. Usually evidence. when you feel like you can't tell someone, <laughs> that's bad. True, true, true. But also they're like teenagers and they're dumb or whatever. And like, I honestly just don't know what's going on with them. <laughs> yeah, you know what? They're kind of like this weird bookmark that we open up the page of coffee prints and we see like, what the fuck is this doing here? But we <laughs> yeah, keep we're reading like, so, anyway. So what's going on here actually? <laughs> <laughs> Uh. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's time to visit business grandma because grandma's doing business and she's wearing business clothes, right? It, I just, I love a character who is just business. They are all business all the time and you Her come to their office. Her type is business. <laughs> Her hairstyle, business. Her shirt, business. Those earrings, uh, I got them in business. That desk, <laughs> Absolutely business. A mahogany business desk, for sure. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So yeah, Grandma's doing business, you know. Um, and Hangil is around here being like, hey, Grandma, look at how good I'm doing. <laughs> look, at, look at how impressive I am. And Grandma's like, you did the bare minimum and I'm supposed to be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> she's so blunt, I love it, because she's like, wow, you're awful smug, aren't you? Hmm. <laughs> and then Hangil is like, can I give Grandma a big hug? And she's like, absolutely not. And then Hangil's like, I'm going to give... I'm gonna give grandma a hug and she's like I hate every second of this as she sits there and lets him hug her 
Yeah, she's like smiling through the the <laughs> fake frustration. Oh. Oh man. So also one thing that we talk about a lot throughout this episode is the fact that Hangul. So we, I mean, obviously we've talked about it recently, but Hangul is kind of entertaining the idea of staying instead of going to New York. Like he's kind of like, hmm. So this is a part where he kind of like nudges a little in that direction. He's like, well, maybe I could just stay. And he mentions that to Grandma, and Grandma's kind of like, oh, you're gonna, you want to, you want to stay? Really? You want to? <laughs> you can't, You want to? You want to stay and be with your family the voice, in, in Korea? <laughs> the voice is making my heart ache. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She absolutely is like. I'm sorry, there's police sirens going on outside. <laughs> They're coming to arrest you for being too fucking cute on recording. Oh no! Oh gosh, no. I, I plead innocent. I Ooh. plead the filth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Grandma's obviously like, she's obviously happy to hear about it. Likely because for Grandma, A, she would like her family to stay close as she is getting older. But also like probably thinking oh if he stays here then I, he's more likely to like you know because he's not like far away i guess like have maybe a relationship and like i'll be able to see him get married here with me and, and you know so she, yeah. she's like she's like that sounds good but she's not saying that straight out she's just kind of being like oh oh you want to you want to stay you want yeah she's like why though and then yeah. he doesn't give her an answer yeah you know the classic han you'll move <laughs> Yeah, of refusing to communicate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Uh, my gosh. And later, uh, or not later, like very soon, uh, we also see Hangul kind of like mentioning this to his dad. And dad is kind of like, dad gives him cool dad advice, which is, uh, you know, you should um, do the thing that you want to do. If if that means you want to go to New York, then do that. But if you want to stay, then like do that. So I have quite a bit to say about this scene because it really brought a lot of things into focus about their relationship that I've been wondering about for a while. Oh. Uh, so, like, for a lot of this, it's been uh, mom and grandma are, like, the ones who love him, and, like, they're very cute towards him, and he's very cute towards them. But the father relationship has always been sort of, like, tense. Mm. And, like, of course, we got the context for why that is, and the whole situation with Hamgyul's, uh father and his uh, biological mother and his biological father... But this was the first time I think that we've seen them where one or both of them are not sitting and they're both standing next to each other. And the incredible height difference between the two of them is like really highlighted, I think. And I thought that was a very cool visual way of seeing like, okay, I might be reading too much into this, but like metaphorically, he's matured a lot. He's grown. So he's taller than the dad and he's able to like see him differently or like look down on him and they're not sitting across from each other from a table or a desk. They're standing side by side waiting for the elevator. And Daddy says, Hey, uh, I'm going night fishing next weekend, like, if you want to come. And Hangul says, I'm busy next weekend. And we're like... But I will totally go night fishing with you some other time. And I was like, damn, damn, that's good. We're all like, yay. (laughs) You got me, Coffee Prince. The character who's had the least amount of screen time, non-biological dad, he still got me. <laughs> he still, he still got me. That's that's personally, I um, judge series heavily on whether or not characters that are not kind of like argued by the series constantly for me to care about. If I still care about them because of moments like that, I'm like, pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a good week for dad. 
Good week for dad. Good job, dad. Proud of you. He got a lot of points in the fantasy league for fathering. He did. Aw. Wow. I wonder I wonder if he's winning now. I think Mr. Hong is like dominating the league and Mr. Ku is the guy who like just randomly picks his team every year but still wins. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel that. That's me. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but I pick fun names because my family wants to do fantasy things, and then and then sometimes I win, and I'm like, wow, I did it. <laughs> I Whenever, did it with my skill. <laughs> I had to do a fantasy league once for extra credit, and I I went uh, full biology, and I was like, this animal would beat this animal in a fight. So I had, like, the Tigers or something winning the whole championship, and they've literally never won it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Aw. I was like, a tiger will kick a dolphin's ass. No contest. <laughs> I did, what was it? It was a March Madness one year. And my mom was like, do you want to be in it? And I was like, I really don't care. And she was like, well, can you please? Because we need a certain amount of people. And I was like, okay, fine. And so I was like, I'm just going to hit like, like I, I logged on and I literally just hit the randomize bu- button on my bracket. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. We'll never have to hear about this again. Um, and then like all of a sudden the the final um team was playing or the final teams were playing and i had no idea what was going on all i knew is that i like looked up and i noticed that one of the teams just so happened to be the team that i'm pretty sure my randomized bracket chose <laughs> to win and then they won and i was like wait a minute <laughs> wait a minute oh <laughs> uh, hold up and i was wait the only minute. one that had chosen them to win too and i was like bruh <laughs> oh you won the house cup that year yeah i did you know who else is winning? Un Chen. She is racking up bean points because she can identify all kinds of coffee beans now. It really hit home with me, her journey, when I realized that like her life is playing the beanbag game from Club Penguin all day. <gasps> oh my gosh. She's got to catch the beans and not catch the anvil. <laughs> yeah, you know how many fish she has to avoid every day? Oh my gosh. And the flower pot? Don't even get me started. <laughs> Don't even get me started on that flower pot. Oh my gosh, but we are we are kind of getting to see more and more how far Unchan has come on her kind of like journey into learning about barista stuff and like becoming a barista and just wanting to learn about coffee and and how it how it works and it's it's just like really cool to see her and Mr. Hong kind of also, you know, like sharing a cute little bond over like being coffee makers and like being good at making coffee and stuff and I'm like, "Oh my god." I, do, I absolutely adore the way that Mr. Hong does not trivialize or patronize Unchan at all when it comes to coffee. Like, every scene where they're working on it together, he is the straightest he's ever been. Like, he's not picking his nose or laughing or wiping mm-hmm. his hands on his vest. He's literally just like, okay, this is this. It's from here. Note this quality. And she's, like, taking notes, and I'm like, yeah, yeah dude. Using her, using her sniffer. He's, her sniff. Then Han Gil comes in and he's like, hey, I want to hang out with my girlfriend during work hours. Is that, I can do that because I'm the boss, right? And Mr. Hong is like, no, <laughs> you cannot. Her studying is literally so important to her that she's like, she's like, hey, bro, not now. Like, and he's like, I need attention. <laughs> and she's like, and I need to sniff these beans. So <laughs> she, eat, she eats a raw coffee bean. And, like, it took me back to, I used to eat chocolate-covered coffee beans a lot. Did you ever do that? I, my mom liked them a lot, so they would be in the house and I would try them, but I wasn't, like, super into them. Like, they were fine. I can't imagine how bitter it must be to just, like, hork into one of those. Yeah, by itself, no coffee. 
Or not, not no con- Wait, hold on. I, I, I mixed up the wires. <laughs> no chocolate? It's just you bite into an empty shell and it's just the X-Files theme plays. Uh, and then Hong Yul starts talking to Mr. Hong and he brought this up a little bit with Grandma. Mm. But he's like, maybe we should open up like a second location. Like, what do you think? And Mr. Hong, like, very businesslike, is like, I'm stretched thin enough with this one store as it is. Like, who would you get oh to make gosh. the coffee up to my standards? Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when we only have enough employees that all of them have to be on the clock every single day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've never thought about that at all. <laughs> I'm sick. Maybe I'll call one of the other employees to take my shift. Mm, he's always working anyway. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what do they do when Sungi needs a day off to, like, stalk his ex-wife? They're just, like, like, no just, waffles today. He just disappears, and they're like, hey, where's Sungi? <laughs> and he comes back, and he's, like, sweating, and, yeah. like, wearing and wearing his non-work clothes, and he was like, I was just in the bathroom. And everyone's like, okay. <laughs> and then Phineas goes, oh, there you are, Sungi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So there's a lot anyway. of franchise talk this episode. Yeah, I sure hope we don't get copyrighted. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, enough about coffee prints. More important matters are at hand. Those important matters are Sweeper is on screen. Yeah, oh God, what a a fucking gracious prelude to an awkward dinner that was. I love Sweeper, and truly, I don't think anything could have prepared us for how awkward this dinner is going to be more than Hong Yul threatening sweeper therefore i'm officially canceling han yul he um, does he does he, need to be canceled he's mean, he, sa- he says stupid stupid things to sweeper and he's like you better not hang out with my girlfriend you're you're a boy dog don't hang out with my girlfriend and then he does kind of like a and like holds up his hand and i'm like you do not threaten the good boy you do I not love, i love this like aspect of his character where he's he's almost 30 and he's had a crush on Yuju for like 10 years. But in that time, I feel like he's never actually dated somebody. So he just gets all this like raw macho energy. And then a male dog wags his tail at his girlfriend and he's like, <laughs> don't fucking do that in front of me. To be completely fair, I'm pretty sure this was just supposed to be a lighthearted joke. However, nothing is a joke when it comes to Sweeper. He's wonderful and I love him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love Sweeper. You know what anyway, I don't love? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, what, what what would that be? Han, Han, Hans, uh, Han, Hansung. And... You can't even say his name, can you? <laughs> oh, God, it was like the mark of the beast. My tongue literally started convulsing. Hansung and Yuju, they invite Han, Gyul, and Unshan over for dinner. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be like a fun, fun time, happy fun. Because yeah, they time show for the prophecy to come true. <laughs> <laughs> you could absolutely date. take the scenes of this dinner date and just recut them with different music and remove the dialogue and it's a horror movie trailer for sure it, you know honestly though i will say we do get a scene of like unchan and hansung kind of just like like goofing around and i was like okay i know that we had this whole like weird romantic thing and like this thing where he like kissed her and like it was weird and bad mm. but it was kind of nice to see them just kind of, like, being buddies. Because they did technically start their relationship as just, like, friends. Like, they were friends who would talk to each other about their feelings about these other parties that were not involved and stuff. And, like, no matter how much I hated Hansung, it was kind of nice to see Unchen like, giggling around with a, with a buddy. 
I do love to see in a television show a natural escalation followed by a healthy de-escalation in yeah. a relationship. Yeah. And then from that we cut to Han Gill's first conversation with Yuju since she went missing. And he's kind of giving her some stank for it. Yeah. 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 He's like, man, I'm glad I'm not Yuju's boyfriend. Can you imagine somebody who just runs off? for like... <laughs> And then she grabs a fucking knife. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what about it? Like, <laughs> they have a really good, like, as much as I'm hyping up the awkwardness of this, they have a great sincere moment where she, like, acknowledges that, like, you didn't really love me because if you did, you would have not cared about Han Sung's feelings at all and you would have said something. But, mm. like, you fell in love with Unchan even though you thought he, she was a guy. So, what does that tell you about your feelings for me? Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, be grateful to Unchan. And I thought that was, like, a very sincere yeah, yeah, yeah. feeling. It gave, me, it gave me a feeling of wellness. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Um, but you know what did not give me a feeling of wellness was when we cut to them sitting at the dinner table, except only Unchan and Yuju are sitting at the dinner table, Han Gil is like laying on a couch with a with a glass of wine in his hand, and Han Sung is like perched up like a bird, on like something I don't even know what. But I was like, is this a dinner party or are y'all like what, what's going on? Like why? <laughs> I I, w- I wish I knew enough about like dynamics of anything to be able to talk about this scene because I was like, are they are they like surveying the surroundings for potential predators? Is this full caveman <laughs> instinct? Like, we must surround and protect our GFs while we dine. Except, okay, maybe maybe Han Sung, as he's, like, perched and ready to pounce, but Han Gyul is, like, laying on this couch that's, like, three feet away from the table where the wine and food should be, and he's just holding this glass of wine being like, yeah, that's right, this is where I'm gonna sit. <laughs> no one could say anything about it. I never felt more at one with a character than when Han Gyul was just lounging with his wine and, like, sort of uh, doing, like, cute, like, not bunny ears behind Unchan's head, but just, like, pointing her and being like, isn't she cute? Like, guys, she's so cute. Okay, yeah, that was incredibly adorable, and I loved it. (laughs) And, you know, it's kind of a a shame, because the next thing is that uh, Han Sung and Yuju kind of start play arguing, I guess, but they use the words and feelings of a real argument, so okay, Unchan yeah. gets uncomfortable. So we've seen them do this as an audience, because this is kind of how their relationship was portrayed to us, which is like they get into serious emotional conflict, and instead of talking about it, they do this weird thing where they like talk about it like it's fine, even though we knew it wasn't fine. And um, Han Gyul knows about this because he knows them well and he knows how they function and he's had to witness it before. But Unchan <laughs> does not know about this. And this poor girl is like, what is going on? I'm pretty sure I should leave. I don't, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do in this situation. Yeah, there was like, like I could get like, oh, you know, we're just joking because like, haha, you kissed my boyfriend. Like we all know about this. this is, we're all friends here. But, it, it, like, at one point, they kind of literally pull out the scales of Anubis and a feather, and they're like, are y'all ready to see what our hearts weigh right now during this oh dinner? And Hangul is just, like, drinking in the background, like, do it! I dare you! Yeah, and Unchan is just sitting there like, can, can, 
can we not? And she, like, makes a couple attempts to, like, stop it. She's like, okay, let's not fight anymore, everybody. Everybody cheers with your wine glasses. We're going to be friends now. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. Anyway, and Han Sung turns to Yuju and he's like, I'm incredibly angry that um, Yuju keeps beating me in Smash, even though she's a freaking <laughs> DK main. <laughs> DK main. <laughs> Yo, she is a DK main. Oh. <laughs> Like yeah, every time I play Yuju in Smash, she plays as DK and she makes DK pick me up and throw me off the map. <laughs> and then Enchant turns directly towards the camera and goes, I play Kirby only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, who do you think Han Gil mains? Probably Captain Falcon. Yeah, you're so right. He absolutely <laughs> does. He probably is... even says Falcon Punch and then he like laughs. <laughs> oh, he probably thinks it's so cool and he puts sunglasses on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Who does Hansung main? Um, ooh, who does Hansung main? I feel like Hansung probably pops pops around, you know? Mm, he hits that random. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, he's absolutely chaotic enough to be like, I'll just I'll just play whoever whoever shows up on the screen. Much like you'll never know what he's mad about, you'll never know who he's playing that day. <laughs> yeah, but he's secretly hoping that it'll be it'll be Pikachu. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna say Peach. But I think. Ooh, wait, yeah, yeah, and Peach, Peach, but but her her cool her cool goth palette where she's Ooh. wearing the black dress. <laughs> <laughs> so after this god awful dinner party, yeah, uh, they cut to Mr. Hong's place, which I it's criminal that we don't get to see these three boys just kind of palling around as more. I know. And. Even more shocking, Sunki is just giving his backstory already in progress to them. Okay, so like, I feel like when when he starts out, he's like, he's he's just kind of like spilling the tea, you know? He's like, oh yeah, like me and this girl and like whatever, and like I liked her, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, this is fun. And then it just gets really sad. He's like, yeah, her husband was abusive, and uh, he also beat me up. And <laughs> I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> can we, like, can we? It, it's... There's a couple interesting bits of information that I really enjoyed, which mm. is uh, Sungi is actually a second generation waffle chef because yes. we learned that his father owned and operated a waffle store that this woman sort of turned up and worked for, and they knew each other for three years. A waffle prince, if you will. A waffle prince. Mm. <laughs> and then the awful man comes up and beats the waffle prince, and yes. Sungi does not fight back. Harim yeah. sort of is like, oh man, how did you lay him out? Like, you're a big, strong man. And he's like, he broke three of my ribs and six of my teeth. Oh, God. <laughs> Which, Sinky. he must have a great dentist because his smile is still perfect after I six know. broken teeth. Wow. And uh, Harim kind of gets called out by Mr. Hong because he's like, you're jealous, aren't you, of like a long-term relationship and like Sungi's love that he's traveled and searched for this one person who he only really dated for two months and harim's like nah i'm i, I don't want to have old or long term or yeah. couple and then hong hits him with the don't you only date older women though and i was like yo get, get his ass get his ass <laughs> i'm i think i've had canon that harim is a sugar baby like, rather ah. than, he doesn't need to work at Coffee Prince. He just likes the attention. That's fair. I I am a little sad, though, because Sungi, like, spilling his backstory and, and really getting all, like, canon on us with his with his, his straightness is really, really harking on the Sungi mm. Harim ship. 
Like, yeah. come on. I, it's whatever. It's, <laughs> it's a small iceberg. The ship might still survive. We don't know. We'll see. And then we get more, like my favorite moments in this show always happen when Hong Gyolan and Shan are driving, and mm. we get another one of those where they're kind of they're explaining the situation with the play arguments, which I was glad because I took it at face value. But he's like, no, that's how they are. That's how they operate. Like, sorry, you didn't know about that about them going in ah maybe then i don't know maybe it's because i've seen it so many times that like because because throughout the series before this episode they do show us um hansung and and yuju kind of doing the same thing so i guess to me as someone who's seen it a lot i was like this is just them being them and hangul also as someone who is friends with both of them and also related to one of them in a familial way it's like this is just them being them i didn't take it at face value at all because that's just what they do Mm. in retrospect like actually thinking about it i can recall a couple times where that was the case where they sort of like joke to each other's faces about the very serious relationship problems affecting them Mm. and the payoff for this driving scene is that unshan is like I want to go to your house. Like, I want to meet Grandma and your family. <gasps> yeah. And I was so excited for this. I was like, this is going to be great. Like, they're going to be so stoked that hang has, like, found someone and that he's staying. Like, that's going to be amazing. And right. I was really... I rode that high straight into a wall because the very next scene is a positive pregnancy test. And... <laughs> I was like, please don't, please don't, please don't, please don't, please don't, please don't. And then it cuts back a little bit and we see that it's Yuju and I'm like, oh no. What? You were sad? Bro, I think there's probably a recording of me on this show being like, oh god, please don't, like, let them have a child. <laughs> uh, okay, wait, okay. So to be fair... I mean, like, yeah, this whole time I've I've been harking on I've been harking on Hansung just as much just as much as the rest of us. Like, I get it, but <laughs> ah, there's there's something about the moments of this episode where they're like, you know, I don't know. As as this kind of like part of the episode develops even further, I'm I don't know. I'm kind of kind of on board. Kind of kind of on it's- board. <laughs> It's very hard for me not to see a baby, like a fictional baby, Mm. and be excited for the fictional parents. But the alternate title that I wrote down for this episode is uh, Coffee Prince, episode 14, colon, The Omen. The Omen. (laughs) (laughs) Yup. Oh my god. That's that's so spooky. (laughs) Uh... The the Omen is a movie about uh, the birth of the Antichrist, which, you know, as I'm saying it out loud, seems a little bit like uh, hyperbole, maybe. But it was what I felt in that moment. I heard the choir going, Damien! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, man. Well, I guess it's going to be it's going to be fun when we talk about the later instances, because um, I, I do not share the sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll compromise on the title then. No, no, no. We can, we can. St- that can still be the title. I, th- listen, listen. You're in charge of the titles, okay? And and. 
Oh boy, now that I know I have complete creative control, I'm gonna be going buck wild. <laughs> Bro, it's been 14 episodes and you've had control every single time. If you didn't know then... <laughs> the power was in me all along. <laughs> That's right. Oh my gosh. And the power is also in Unsei to um, declare that she is deleting CV's contact and cutting him out of her life because she is unhappy about finding out that he is romancing another lady. This actually did kind of like hit for me because of the two of them. Unsei's the one that I remember is definitely a teenager. Yes. And her reaction. She also of, just looks like a teenager and CB looks like a, a full grown adult man. Like a, like a hot man. He does and... not sound like one though. <laughs> 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 and seeing Unsei be like, I'm fucking, I'm deleting his number. Like, that's it. I'm done. And then she throws a watering pail on the ground. And and Unchan, I mean, like, you know, uh, you, you can kind of tell that what she truly wants is the happiness of both parties. Um, yeah. Because when she was with CB, she was immediately, like, defending her sister, being like, you're cheating on my sister. Like, that's not okay. But when she comes to her sister, her reaction wasn't, like, that same kind of sentiment. Like, she was like... CB's just a little stupid and you know I like I, I I do think that he didn't have like awful intentions I think he's just making big big slippy like I think and, <laughs> and Unsei is like no this is not okay and she's like wait no because I think that she kind of can see that they are a good match for each other I don't know mm. where she's seeing this TBH because what I've been seeing <laughs> she's I think she just ships them a lot you know what yeah. And she's fair. like, no, my boat, please stay afloat. Don't delete. Wait, wait, wait. No, my ship. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, while Unsei storms inside, Mama is walking outside with a big pot of porridge. That's right, because we. I, I guess we don't get a lot of these moments for the same reason that we don't get a lot of, like, Sungi moments, because they're definitely not the focus of this series. But yeah, we, we get to kind of come back to Mama and Mr. Koo. Um, in this kind of like next little blur because she's like, oh, you know, uh, Unchan is like, what, what? Hey, hey, mom, what's uh, what's going on? And she's like, well, you know, I I haven't really heard from Mr. Ku, and so I think he might be sick, so I'm bringing him some porridge. And Unchan is like, oh, great, another ship for me to hop on. Let me yep. let me help this one. <laughs> <laughs> Unchan's like, oh, you're bringing fruit. He likes fruit. He would never pay for fruit himself. I'm going to go get you some fruit. Stay right here. <laughs> Unchan promptly abandons the sinking ship that is Unsei CB and jumps right onto the Mama Mr. Koo ship because she's like, this one will be fine. <laughs> she's like, my family's going to grow somehow. I've accepted that. Yeah. So Mama Mama kind of like sees Mr. Koo and she she gives him some porridge and she's like, hey, like you, you're not doing too well. And Mr. Koo does not look like he is doing too well. He He's, he's kind of rough. He, yeah, he's definitely like driving the struggle bus this episode. And he he does he he's completely honest with her in like a really vulnerable way because he's like, Man, I've been pretty shitty to you now that I've had time to think about it, and it makes me very upset that I was always talking so much and always uh like just trying to bother you about going on a date with me and like here you are being just like a really good neighbor and keeping an eye on me, like wow. Mm. And then Mama it, the acting during this scene is great because you can see Mama being like, "Oh, geez, like mm, I didn't. This isn't what I wanted, but you know, I don't like guys who don't talk a lot." And then you see Mister Koo like wipe the porridge from his face with this big happy dopey face smile, and he's oh like, "Oh my gosh, oh. yeah." 
She like she doesn't necessarily take take the line and throw it to him. She kind of like has it in her hand and she like puts it on the ground and she just slowly slides it over to where he's sitting. She looks away and she's like, No, it's whatever. And he's staring down at that line like oh, oh, oh my god. <laughs> he goes from like dumpster depression philosopher to like to like the guy from the end of It's a Wonderful Life. He's like, we did it, Clarence. We did it. <laughs> oh, I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life, so I'm, I'm completely lost right now, but I, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Every time a bell rings, Mr. Koo gets some porridge. Oh, that's good. Good for him. <laughs> Are we sure this isn't like a Pavlov experiment? No, I'm Ooh. Little... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we, we sort of cut from there to Unchan having a, a heartfelt conversation with a poster of the Statue of Liberty. Of course. <laughs> As you do. You know how it is. <laughs> She's like, look, lady, gotta make sure my boyfriend comes back safe. All right? High five! <laughs> like, just <laughs> smacks the poster. <laughs> She's like, I'm trusting you, lady of liberty. Watch over my man. <laughs> Patron saint of New York, guide my hung yule. <laughs> and hung yule, in a kind of not cool move, it's like, you wanted to go to my grandma's house? We're going right now, and you're wearing your work uniform, and you don't have time to change. Oh my god, yeah. Unchan is like, um, I'm, yes, I want it, yes, but a little, a little warning, please? Like, and he's like, what do you mean? Like, this is what you were wearing the last time you saw her? And Unchan is like, uh, it's different now, Hangyul, boyfriend, remember? <laughs> yeah. Oh, god. I, st- I had so much hope. And then yeah. immediately, we-, we put the salt with the pepper. They cut to... Yuju and Han Sung sort of meeting up for lunch, but she's like, you know what? I'm not hungry. Fuck lunch. And I really feel like they imply that Han Sung had already ordered because yeah, he keeps like, looking wait, over wait, at wait, the wait. counter. <laughs> he's like, I can't. Huh, Yuju. And then he just kind of has to like scramble out embarrassed. Because... Yeah. He's like, I'm, I, I'm hungry. I need to. And then I have to go back to work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the worst. But he gets like, he gets like a call and it's like his, his boss or whoever or his coworker or something. And he's like, yeah, yeah, no, um, I'm actually, I'm going to need 30 more minutes. <laughs> he didn't get lunch. Oh. Meanwhile, Yuju sees Ooh. a little like baby clothes and strollers and, and, you know, baby stuff boutique. And she's like. Oh my gosh, this is so cute, isn't it, Hansung? And he's like, uh, yeah, uh, I gotta I answer guess. this. I gotta, I gotta talk on the phone. And she's like, okay, well, I'm gonna go in and look at it, and you just, you just meet me inside. And he's like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> God. And then we get the very, very cute moment of her like taking out her phone, and we see if she's texting him, and he sort of like gets off his phone call, and the phone vibrates, and he looks at it, and it's like, we're gonna be a family. With a picture of the ultrasound, and I know I will admit I was one hundred percent on board for this cute moment. Like yes, ooh. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I I did not want it to come, but like it came, and it was better than I thought it would be. Hansung is so happy, and like, I mean, okay, listen, listen. I'll you know I feel like I've been I've been having to qualify it a lot lately, but like, <laughs> I love the Hansung hate train. And I am am not proposing that I'm going to get off it anytime soon. However, lately he's kind of had like you know some some moments where he's kind of like seen what he's thinking, and like I can't help but or not I shouldn't even say I can't help. Like in this moment, I'm extremely genuinely happy for him because you can tell that Yuju is happy, and you can tell that he is like ecstatic. He's like looking at her through the window, like 
the biggest grin on his face just looking at this ultrasound looking up at her and she's kind of like holding up like a little like baby doll prop mannequin oh. from the store and to like waving it around being like baby <laughs> yuju is so funny because he's like really really like we're really having a kid and she's like she's sleeping yeah, i know <laughs> I, yeah, as, as much, um, awful emotional strife this couple has put me through, they do have some really freaking cute moments. <laughs> I, I will completely unqualified agree with that. Yeah. But, but Ugh. as the conductor of the official Hansel A train. Okay, 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 okay. Put your I have on. to say, this felt like one of those moments where we have a really clearly established villain. And just to, like, make him more gray, we're going to staple a baby to him. <laughs> and if you need an example, the best one I can give you is Thanos from Endgame. Oh, my God. At some point, Hansung oh is going to be like, I'm sorry, little one. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> it's fine. They won't need the Soul Stone because Unchan is the most powerful being in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, that's true. And I'm pretty sure Han Sung does not possess the ability to snap. So <laughs> <laughs> it's his weakness. He just can't snap. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, it's time to go visit Grandma. Um and. We, we cut to, like, so Unchan, of course, did not get the chance to change. Um, Han, Han Gyul kept on his, his bet, or not bet, he, he kept on his promise, and he was like, nope, you're going in your work clothes, and then we yeah. cut to Unchan in her work clothes, and Grandma's kind of, like, chilling on the end of the bed, she's got, like, her socks on, you know, she's, like, she's, like, giving her, her, her shins a little massage, and Unchan is just, like, playing with all of the coffee things that she can find in the room. <laughs> just being a massive pest. Like... <laughs> Grandma's like, hey, could you put that down? But, like, also, I'm impressed that you knew it was a drip coffee maker. Oh, yeah. Unchan is like, well, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of, like, the second best uh, coffee maker at coffee prints or, like, whatever. It's, like, not a big deal, but, like, it is a big deal. Um... <laughs> and Grandma rightly says... Yeah, but, like, there's one other guy there who makes the coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're second place out of a two-person game. You know, listen. <laughs> you take what you can get. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there, there's, like, a very sad moment where Unchan is like, oh, I'll make you coffee. And Grandma's like, oh, I, I literally can't drink coffee anymore. And they cut yeah. to Unchan's very sad face, making a very specific expression uh that reads oh right the stomach cancer i forgot <gasps> oh my god wait i forgot <laughs> <laughs> that's right i thought she was just i don't know old <laughs> once you turn 65 you can oh no god. longer have the brown bean liquid <laughs> it is forbidden oh my god <laughs> yeah that's right um damn sorry grandma <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic anyway mom's gonna make some snacks for them and bring them yeah, up yeah, to, yeah. to Hangul's room like their children on a study date it's very cute oh my gosh yeah yeah Hangul is like coming down to, to see the snacks and mom makes this comment that's like oh Unchan is up in your room and like we all we all know but mom doesn't know and like mm. Han Gyul kind of like has this like flash of expression over his face of kind of like a huh because because we all know 
But then yeah. we cut to Un Chen, just like absolutely terrorizing all of Hangul's memorabilia because she cannot be <laughs> like calm and, and not touch things. <laughs> she's wearing a baseball helmet, so she's like ready for a fastball. And yeah, she's yeah, yeah. looking at all of the pictures that Hong Sung keeps of his young self. Hangul. Hangul, oh, my mistake. Hansung is here. Surprise! It would be, it's equally weird if he has baby photos of his cousin, because, like, I don't have any of my own baby photos just kind of chilling in frames in my room. Yeah, not in my room. My mom still has them, like, around the house, though, because she, like, likes the family photo thing. Mm. Mm. And so she's, like, looking at him through all these different life stages and sort of commenting on, like, wow, he looks the same. He's so handsome. He's, he's oh a brave God, boy. so cute. So brave. And then Hong Yul runs into the room and he's like, listen, I just realized that I'm alone in my room with my girlfriend. <laughs> oh my god. Like, ugh. Unchan literally chi- tries to move past him on the bed and then boom, his hand hits the wall. Cabe Don. And she's Cabe Don. <laughs> And he's like, hey, baby, what hey, baby. is up? Right? Right? Me and, and you she's were gonna... like, and she's like, mm-hmm, maybe, no, actually not. And then she... She's like, your mom and grandma are here. And he's like, that's what makes it fun. <laughs> <laughs> he says it like twice, just in case you wanted to like fool yourself into thinking you misheard it the first time. <laughs> He's, like, going full on in, like, he, he never had a chance to bring, like, his high school girlfriend up to his room, so he's like, this is my time. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm about to turn 30. The clock is running out. I've got to do this thing. <laughs> gotta, have, gotta have one smooch in the, in the childhood bedroom while my parents are here. <laughs> and then Unchan kind of, like, arm bars his neck and, like, lays uh, side by side with him. Oh She's my god, yeah. Of, uh, because Han Gyul tries to do a thing that's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, we're gonna, uh-huh. And Unchan arm bars him and is like, you forget which one of us is stronger. <laughs> I am the top. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's really good. The other thing that struck me about Hans, uh, Han Gyul's room, though, is he just has, like, American Psycho levels of lotion lined up on his vanity mirror, like in a sideways fashion. There's just like four or five different kinds of skincare products, and I'm like, boy, he's waking up every day at 6 a.m. and then applying all of those to get to work by 12. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Except he doesn't usually live in his childhood bedroom, he has his own apartment. (laughs) Then why? Oh, you're right. (laughs) No, he wakes up. He left all his lotion at home, so he has to drive there. That's why he wakes up at six. <laughs> oh my god. Well, good for him. Anyway, uh, it's um it's time. Yeah, I wrote <laughs> the time has come. <laughs> the gender fuckery begins. So we so so we go we go downstairs and it's it's time for, you know, Unchan and, and Hunkyul and grandma and mom to all be sitting together and like talking. And um <laughs> They, they're just doing their cute thing. Like, when two people are in a new relationship or mm-hmm. and or slash in love, like, you can tell. And you're just sitting across from them and their eyes are like, <laughs> and they're being cute and they're sassing each other. And then Grandma goes, what the fuck is this that you've brought into my home? 
she's like, you know, if anyone didn't know you two, they would think you were dating. And Hangul, being like the the only child that he is, starts trying to cute his way out of the situation by being like, "Oh, Grandma, you're so observant because Unchan and I are dating, and she's a girl." Yeah, and like the 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 tension before the moment that Grandma goes, "Why would you joke about someone? Be- oh. Why would you joke about this boy being a girl? That's so mean." Is <laughs> oh, like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> Never in my wildest dreams did I think it would go this wrong this fast. I remember so vividly watching this for the first time and thinking that, like, well, Grandma loved Unchan. Like, Unchan would come around and Unchan would be cool and everything would be fine. And they want Hangul to get married. So obviously they're going to be so happy that he's found someone and that she happens to be this person that they think is so great. Little did I know, Grandma was going to, like, blow up and absolutely hate this and it's so sad (laughs) it's sad and ugly because she's like she's like why would you bring this thing into my house like what are you doing like all the girls that we like has every other girl in the world gone extinct and i was like jesus grandma no i loved you why would you do this i know it's so painful to watch this character that has honestly not once shown me for any reason that she would be she would have this kind of reaction to someone like this like i don't i feel like all of her values align with like what unchan is like unchan is hardworking and unchan is like i don't know passionate about like passionate about coffee specifically so like she's passionate about something that grandma is also passionate about and unchan like she she loved to see the way that Unchan treated Hangul before, like you know, giving him giving him shit and like not letting him get away with things. Like everything was fine, and then all of a sudden, we just hate her. And I was like, bruh. <laughs> and Unchan makes her grandson happy, and it's like, why isn't that enough, Grandma? I literally wrote down the air, "Mom scared," because <laughs> it's <laughs> it's so it's honestly kind of horrific to like see this just utter hatred for Unchan that feels like it came out of nowhere. And on a much lesser scale, Mom as well. But it feels like Mom is more genuinely concerned in a very weird way. Because sort of later on she's like, but who, that girl can't be trusted to maintain the house. Yeah, it's mom like, lady, keeps what kind are your priorities? Flipping back and forth cuz I feel like every time something something is said to Unchan to make her sad and to make Hangul upset, it cuts to her looking upset and kind of concerned but then when she's not around them she's like oh no like no 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 this can't do and i'm like mom like what and yeah and then i all credit in the world all glory to hangyul because he's like are you hearing yourself like you're calling my girlfriend a thing like no matter how mad you are at me like you should never do that that's really absurd of you yeah and I was in that moment just really grateful that Hangul didn't like sit by and do nothing. Oh my god, yeah. I I don't I probably you know what I probably wouldn't have finished the show the first time if that's what it was. Wow. <laughs> god. I mean that might have been it for me, honestly, if he Jesus. was just like, You're absolutely right. Get her out of here and then a butler descends from the sky and gives her the bumps rush. I guess I mean to I, I say that it comes out of nowhere, but I guess they did hint at, like, you know, they, they kind of hinted at, like, the whole, um, 
like, oh, grandma, grandma is looking for someone who's going to be able to take care of the home. And also, okay, okay, actually, I'm, I'm remembering. Um, I don't remember how many episodes ago it was, but there was a moment in a past episode that I said that I was going to bring up later because I was wondering if you were going to make the connection. And, um, or I mean, like the connection that I didn't make on my first rewatching, and I'm pretty sure I only made because I knew it was going to happen. But there uh-huh. is a moment in the past where I don't remember which character mentions it. It might actually be Dad who kind of brings up that like Grandma wanted Grandma wanted somebody for him that was like good for the home and good for the family, and she oh, did not approve right. of the other girlfriend because she wasn't like right for the family. And I remember being like, oh, that is actually foreshadowing for how she's going to feel about Eun Chen. As out of nowhere as it feels like it is, technically, I guess they did kind of foreshadow it, but it wasn't really enough for me to be okay with it. <laughs> yeah, it would never have been enough for me to be okay with it. But or I shouldn't say okay right. with it. That wasn't really the wrong, or that wasn't really the right. It, it wasn't enough for me to, to, to feel like, it wasn't enough for me to see it coming at all. Mm. Like. Very subtle. Yeah. And it, and, it, and it also wasn't enough for me to, I guess, at, at, at any point think that Grandma had that kind of view. Like, any mention of it is made completely in passing and is also made with kind of the the idea that they're past that now and that that doesn't matter anymore. So it's it's not enough for me to say, okay, you foreshadowed it, because... If I, as a viewer, didn't realize until I rewatched, like, the freaking, what is this? What what rewatching am I on? Like, five? <laughs> Fifth wow. time? Then, like, that's not enough. I'm sorry. Sorry, Coffee Prince. <laughs> you don't get your good boy points for your foreshadowing this Don't week. get your freaking no, no, no. good boy points. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, uh, no. Hangyul also, during this scene, sort of mentions to them, like, oh, you know, I'm rethinking whether or not I'm going to go to New York. And you'd expect them to be happy about that, but they're kind of like, you're not going to New York because of this girl? What the oh my fuck, Hongil? And it's like, dude, pick your side. I don't know what you want. <laughs> I know. This, this, this whole thing is just so emotionally jarring. Like, I'm like, can we not just be... And I guess to the show's credit, um, and also to Jaren's credit, because Jaren, you did in past, um, not necessarily, I don't... I don't remember if it was a prediction or if it was kind of like a hope for the show, but you did say that you wanted to see them tackling issues together as a couple. And for once, the conflict is not between them. It's from an outside source, and they are facing it as a unit. Oh my god, you're right. I get my first good boy point. Here's your good boy point. You can cash it in at the the arcade. <laughs> we only <laughs> have Smash, and you can only play as DK. <laughs> uh, and then going back to them actually facing it as a couple, we cut to them walking on the streets and it's it's a beautiful shot. I love the scenery of that uh, scene. Yes. And huh, they're sort of talking back and forth and Unchan's like, wow, like that's going too far. You know, you said you were reconsidering America. Like, wow. And he's like, no, that part was true. Like, I am very much reconsidering this. Yeah. It's very, they're they're kind of like having a little debrief moment about, what just happened mm. and han gil is kind of is playing up the like i can't believe like what 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 the heck was that like th- th- grandma uh, 
oh my god and Unchan is kind of playing the the side of just kind of like well you know I mean like I kind of expected it like you know I'm this is this is how I look and this is how I am like and and hey you can't win them all and like stuff and it's like ugh. <laughs> it's oh, also no. just one of those times where it's like man if you had like let Unchan change he does <gasps> say like in his defense oh my oh, god but you only wear jeans and shorts anyway <laughs> okay and also speaking of clothes might I point out these two are walking side by side and whatever, and every time we hit the lighting just right, Han Gil's shirt is so shiny. It's so and fucking shiny. I'm like, what material is this shirt made of? Because it like it looks like plastic almost. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm once again questioning his fashion choices because I think we've, we kind of skated over it, but Mama bought him that shirt. He walks downstairs in it, and she's like, oh, my son's so pretty. I knew you would look great in that shirt. <laughs> if they put the boom mic a little bit closer, I'm pretty sure we would have heard the shirt crinkle, because <laughs> it, 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 I, I think it's plastic. I think that shirt is plastic. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced, actually. I'm convincing my myself. I'm convincing you. <laughs> <laughs> you make a convincing argument. But Thank my you. money is on shark skin. It's just a shark skin shirt. It what? doesn't breathe at all. It's the worst. <laughs> Is it wet? It might be. They freshly pulled. Oh my god. It gives him a swim speed of 40 feet. Wow, good for him. <laughs> uh, I did, I'm glad you called attention to the uh, the wardrobe. Because a little later in this scene, I did make the note, Wow, Hangul's kind of fine as fuck. Like... <laughs> Something about how tall he is, and then he's just sort of, like, walking with his shirt very much open. Like, mm, okay, 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 mm. okay. All right, Hangul. All right. All right. We get it. I see you. Mm-hmm. You're, you're hot. Your mom Whatever. was right about that shirt, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mom. One good boy point. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Good, good mom point. Cash that in. All right. <laughs> oh my gosh and we we kind of like round off the scene with this just just this wonderful sentiment of Unchan being like pick me up carry me yeah she fakes an injury like a soccer player and she's like hey you were my biggest bully could you please carry me right now piggyback boy oh my god and then he <laughs> he walks exactly 10 feet and he like starts fake dropping her every two steps and then he like fakes an injury, goes down, she gets off, and then he bolts. And it's the cutest <laughs> thing in the world. He's like, time to go. He jukes her out like he's playing mad and it's great. Wow. Well, so surprisingly, out of all of the the the, the family figures of Han Gil right now, dad is actually doing the best because mm. he finds out about this and he's like, oh, Han Gil's a girlfriend? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good week for dad. He's just, like, laughing. And they're like, what are you laughing about? Our son is in love. What are we going to do? Oh, my God. Mom is going on, like, a tirade, which I did not expect from her previous facial expression. But Mm. go off, Mom. She's like, when they look in their eyes, you can see that they love each other. And when they they talk, it's very cute. And they finish each other's sentences and they feed each other apples. And it's all wrong. I don't (laughs) like it. And I'm like... And her voice drops down three octaves and her eyes turn red. <laughs> yeah, and then hyper-realistic blood. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this this coffee prince that I bought at a yard sale is haunted. <laughs> oh, my God. Meanwhile, Unchan is back home, and she's doing this, like, incredibly spot-on impersonation of a fancy rich person. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Mm, very much so, yes. She's kind of, like, thinking about, like, oh, man. Like, she she brings out the dress that she wore to um, the, the art gallery that she went to with Han Sung. And she's kind of, like, holding it up to her. And she's like, maybe if I had worn something like this, it would have gone better. And then she kind of stands there and she does this voice that's like, oh, hello. Yes, I would like some tea. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. <laughs> uh, that's exactly how rich people sound. <laughs> Last time I checked. It's like, on one hand, I can see the universe where it's like, it would have been great if she had been able to dress more feminine or whatever if she wanted to. And then mm. the opposite side of that is, if that's what Unshan is comfortable wearing, it doesn't fucking matter. And they probably wouldn't have been happy anyway because they they think she's trying to gold dick Han Kyol. Yeah, but like, I mean, also though... Even though Unchan like has is like you know comfortable in the cool like androgyny clothes and like that's kind of her her staple, we have been shown that she does enjoy dressing feminine and kind of dressing up and not necessarily everything that comes with it because she's like ah heels hard to walk in like short skirt <laughs> but you know when she when she has those moments where she does dress up she does absolutely like kind of look in the mirror and be like this is kind of fun to be like this this version of myself sometimes. And so I don't want to, like, immediately write off the, the her wanting to maybe have presented a little more feminine. Just just for the sake of, like, because obviously I don't think that she should have had to to get more accepted. And I don't think if she had, she would have been more accepted just because they did meet the version of her that they obviously dislike. But also mm. I, just, I just don't want to write off that side of her completely because it's obviously one that she does enjoy and that she does, like, accept and that she wants to explore. You're right. Uh, I feel like it's been so long since we've seen that that I kind of discounted that aspect of her character. That's true. But... We don't see it often. Yeah. It's nice to, though, because she she's happy in both sides, and I love that for her. I love that for her. Get you a Chan that can do both. Get you a Chan that can do both. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, we cut to this scene that, like, You've talked before about moments that you, like, remember from this show. And, yes. like, I was watching this, and I felt it happen. It was super weird, but I was like, oh, fuck. Oh. This looks amazing. I'm actually going to remember this for a long time. And it's it's Han Gil's cool roof apartment. Mm-hmm. And we see, like, I think for the first time, like, the skyline behind it. And there's, like, a television with a big ad on top of some massive building. Mm-hmm. And he's holding the paper from the... I'm guessing Lego company and he's, he's sort of pacing around and reading it out loud and he's thinking, he's thinking. And then he like folds it up into a paper airplane and just launches it off his roof. And we see it like glide down. And I was like, Whoa, that is very cool. Visual storytelling. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy for you. I, I definitely can't say that this is one of those moments for me, but I'm extremely happy that you that this is that kind of a moment for you. I think it's really cool, though, though, too, that we have we have different moments. I love it so much because, like, I feel like in any other movie, they would have just been like, oh, ball it up and throw it away. But because this is such a creative job opportunity for him, especially Mm -hmm. contrasted with, like, the Coffee Prince business side of Mm -hmm. things. Like, this is something that he was passionate about and a creative hobby. And the fact that he, like, folds it up into a paper airplane is, like, the biggest, like, I'm refusing this opportunity, but it doesn't change the fact that I am this beautiful, creative person who has this innate sense of, like, childlike whimsy. And Aww. I was like, it made me want to make a paper airplane real bad. <laughs> 
I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling my heart a little bit oh. right now. Oh. I'm, I'm feeling it. <laughs> I feel like we're going to get more of this in the next three episodes. We're going to be like, mm. oh, just give me a minute. Oh. <laughs> we're just, just going to have eternal heartburn. <laughs> just eating Tums really loudly on the mic. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, to completely contrast the like totally great, fun, emotional, sweet feeling that we just had with that, um, it's time for Harim to be making flat jokes at completely the wrong time. <laughs> he's he's doing his worst five minutes of like stand up crowd work insult comedy. <laughs> and he's like, there's <sighs> he's the audience is dead. He's bombing. <laughs> if anything, the but audience he, is angry. <laughs> It's like they sent him on stage blindfolded and deafened, and he's just delivering his stand-up, like, in complete ignorance of whatever their response is. And he's like, ah, oh, you ever, you ever see, like, an Unchan, and you're like, man, her head's on backwards, because that bitch flat. And then he pauses for laughter that never comes. Everyone's just like, get off stage. <laughs> CB's like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> CB reaches his hands through the window to manually pick up Harim once more and remove him from the situation, which I wish he had. Because guess who enters next while Unchan is like playfully beating up Harim? None who other than it? Grandma. <laughs> oh no, oh shit. The, the last worst... thing we want Grandma to see is me roughhousing with the boys. Oh my god, the worst possible scenario, the worst possible timeline. <laughs> This really took me by surprise because I was like, maybe they'll like deal with this in a later episode. This will be like a big resolution. But mm -hmm. that's not the character of Grandma. Grandma is the character of, all right, it's the next day and I'm not doing any of my work until I've resolved this thing that's making me very angry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I respect that. Ugh. So she comes into work and is like, you, me, talk now. And then they go to their own separate little table. And before we can get into it, though, um, we we do we do kind of cut to Hong Gyul, and he's he's now Hong Gyul is making some coffee business moves. He's making some money moves. And that's all, really, really all. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I really like the boardroom scene. Mm. Uh, like I've said before, I love capable characters and. Mm -hmm it really sets up this sort of pivot that Hong Yul is having because he's been talking about franchise this episode. Like, he's proud of himself for tripling the sales figures. And, like, it's a logical fit of, well, if I'm not going to New York for creative business, like, I could really probably make a good positive change with the family coffee business. Yeah. He's going to dad. He's learning from dad. Dad has given him the, the business pointers. I don't understand, but I I believe him. Yes, yes, figures and graphs and no, uh, yes, business. Mm. And and later we will smoke cigars. Briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> Brown shoe, black belt. PowerPoint. Mmm, <laughs> pit stains. Ah, well, wear some deodorant. Mm. Anyway, um, we've had a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of tough things. So now it's time to glance back at the, the super happy thing that's happening this episode. And that is yeah. Hansung staring at this ultrasound and being perhaps the happiest I have 
ever seen him and i think he ever will be <laughs> i was i was very glad for him because he's just looking at this thing and being like oh it's got like my nose and my tiny arms and legs <laughs> and i was like bro what are you on about he's like he looks just like me <laughs> <laughs> he has my glasses how did he do that they're gone <laughs> Have you ever been given an ultrasound to look at? Yes, I have looked at an ultrasound. And were you able to identify what the baby was in all of the noise? <laughs> no, I was not. <laughs> See, that's where I was. That's what really grinds my gears about this scene. Is because I'm a, I'm an older brother type. I've mm-hmm. seen no less than three different ultrasounds of my own family members mm-hmm. and been like bro, there's, there's nothing here. Like, what are you pointing at? It changes every time. Okay, but a... to be fair, that's exactly what you do does. She leans over and she's like, that thing is like, what, like five centimeters long right now? Like, what are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> it's like those magic eye pictures. Like, I've never been able to get them. I've tried unfocusing my eyes. I've tried looking at them through plastic wrap. It just doesn't work. Oh man. I don't think I've actually ever been able to make those work either. I, I haven't seen many of them. I think I've only seen like one or two, but I just remember being like, what is this? And then continuing on with my life. <laughs> it's broken. It's useless. To me. <laughs> it's broken. It's useless. Get it out of my sight. Me at like, what, six? <laughs> <laughs> and then we get into some real shit real quick because Hansung is like, huh, you know what? Uh, Maybe... Like, do you think we should get married before our child arrives on this earth? Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's like, listen, 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 listen. So, um, one day, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there, and kid's gonna come up to me, and they're gonna be like, hey dad, um, why, why do I have to spend three days at your house and three days at mom's <laughs> house? Why don't you guys live together? And he's like, and you know exactly what I'm gonna tell my son? Go ask your mom. I don't know. And Yuji was like, stop it. And he's like, but that's exactly what's happening. I don't know. I need to know from mom. It was really good. Like, that was the most excellent setup payoff joke I've seen in this show, I think. Of him being like, go ask your mother. (laughs) And even though that's like a a cool, like weird uh, kind of heavy thing that we're we're playing off as we do, because we're Hansung and Yuji. The mm-hmm. extremely good thing happens next where he's, like, holding his hands out and, like, sitting cross-legged, being, like, doing, like, a shrug. And Yuju kind of pushes him over and he just springs back up in the exact same position. <laughs> and he yeah, does this, he like, three and times. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it sort of ends with her, like, tackling him to the bed. And it's like, oh, they're so cute and in love. But we didn't say anything about getting married, did we? No, we did but... not. We did not make any promises we never do. Can, like, can you imagine? That scene ends for us, but, like, after that, like, he just has to get out of bed and be like, I'm gonna make eggs. Do you want eggs? And, like, they just decided to ignore that conversation. That's probably what they do every time. They do this thing where they are like, ha, 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 but they're actually, like, glaring at each other, and then they just <laughs> pretend it didn't happen. We fight, we break up, I make eggs, we make up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so anyway, now that we've had that, like, little break that was kind of good, but also kind of like, what? Um, we need to go back to Coffee Prince and address the matter at hand, which is, um, Unchan is about to get roasted harder than these beans. (laughs) Grilled like a sausage by these, by these matriarchs. All of the boys are like, oh my god, (laughs) like... 
terrified for her. They're like, bro, what is going on? Like, what's going to happen? Like, poor Unchan. They're, like, peering around the corner and, like, the sheer force of Grandma's aura is repelling them. They can't enter the room where they're being sat. Oh, God. And they're like, how far have you gone with my grandson? Okay, so yeah. (laughs) We're back to the thing, though, where Grandma is sitting here, like, digging into Unchan, being, like, weird, and Mom is there... But she's not really saying that much. She just looks concerned. And also, every time she feels like Grandma goes a little too far, she's like, hey, stop. Like, don't don't say that. And I'm mm. like, Mom, pick a side. Whose side are you <laughs> on? Because I can't tell. <laughs> it's bizarre because the first thing they open with is like, how far have you gone with my grandson? And my first thought was, do you want to know? Okay, yeah. Also, like, um, why are you asking about your grandson's sex life, uh, Grandma? It's a little, uh, it's a little weird. And Unchan kind of tries to turn it on her, and she's like, I don't, I don't know what you mean. Or Unchan was probably just 100% innocent. Like, please, define your question. She's like, what? Grandma's like, what are your plans? Are you guys going to get married? And Unchan's like, marriage? What's that? (laughs) Unchan's like, I'm 24. (laughs) Literally, she's like, I'm, I don't know if you know this about me, or if it's not readily apparent. But I'm baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like there this this whole conversation and also how Unchan talks about it later gives me the vibe that like she's trying to be as honest as possible, but she also recognizes that she's treading uncharted waters and she doesn't quite know what she should say to keep everything like peaceful. And she feels like the best route right now, because they obviously don't seem fond of her, is to give them the idea that it's possible she might not even be the one. Like, hey, she's here and they're happy and they're dating. But like, hey, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, marriage, we haven't talked about it. Like, chill out. Stop jumping to conclusions that, like, I'm the end goal. But this just makes grandma even angrier. She's like, you don't want to marry my grandson? Uh... What's wrong with Hong Yul? He's the best, but you can't have him. Oh my god. I know. It's so, like, I I feel like no matter what Unchan said in this situation, she would just be hated. I, ugh. I really like one of the responses she comes up with, though, which is where, well, they're like, break up with my grandson. I will pay you to leave my grandson alone. Mm. Obviously, this is about money. That's what we always we just, do when we're rich. <laughs> oh god, we just throw money at the problem. And Unchan's like, I would like to be rich someday, but this is not the way that I want to do that. Yeah. And also, it's kind of hard for me to know like whether or not I actually want to break up with Hangyul when you guys really want me to break up with Hangyul and are telling me to to my face. Yeah. I also really like the moment that she has where, because she, she does make a point of being like, I don't know what's going to happen marriage haven't even thought about it we might not be together in a month he's leaving to go to new york probably like i don't know what's gonna happen but then she says but me right now as i am in this relationship right now i would not break up with him i'm not breaking up with him today i'm not breaking up with him in an hour i'm not breaking up with him right now i love him and i was like "Ooh, let's go good good (laughs) shit fucking put him in their places and then Hong Gil shows up and he pulls the um excuse me this is my workplace and (laughs) i would like Oh, you just God. stop. 
he's like, did somebody want to speak to a manager? And then he comes in and he's like posing. <laughs> also, not to not to forget, this is also Un Chan's workplace. So like, true. What are we doing? We can workplace harass anybody. We own the parent company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we all go upstairs to have yeah. a, a more conversation. Hongyul comes in with the WWE tag out, and he's like, I've got this, Unchan. And then he takes them to the top rope upstairs, and they sit down to have, like, another very, very good conversation in terms of, like, hearing what Hongyul's honest feelings are. Or at least mm. I assume he's being honest to his grandma. Yeah, I hope so. He says something that I, I, I vibe with. I fuck with this quote, man. Like, I'm gonna be using it. I feel it. He says, I like her to death. And I'm like, bro, that's so good. I know. I'm like, hmm. And they're like, so you you like her? You're going to stay here for her? And he's like, let me explain something to you real quick. Uh, I don't base all my decisions based off of what the girl in my life likes. This is uh, a reason of many. And then he goes on to be like, my grandmother, who is sick, I would love to be here for her and see her more often. My mother, who loves me very much and cooks great food, I would love to be able to eat more of it. Like, staying here is good. Okay, yeah, because he he breaks the news to them where he's like, I've decided that I'm not going to New York. And they immediately pounce on him with the, oh, yeah, because of the girl. And he's like, okay, 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 okay. Hold on. And then he, you know, launches into explanation. But yeah, I, I, I did kind of like that the the way that the information was presented was not like, I'm staying here to be, or not that he would have said I'm staying here to be with her, but he, that she wasn't like the, the focus of the conversation when he brought it up. He just kind of was like, hey, I'm not going to New York. And they were like, blah, 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 what? Why? And he was like, thought you'd be happy about this. And they were like, is it because of the girl? And he was like, all right, let's oh not. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he, uh, he's a bigger man than I am because I feel like he Height-wise, had a big yeah. get, he had, <laughs> touche. <laughs> he's a bigger man than I am because he had an ace in his hole. Oh, wait, no, he had a, he had a, <laughs> a, a big bomb in his back pocket that he could have just blown away their whole argument with which was hey do you guys remember like three or four in universe days ago when you kind of revealed to me that i am not actually biologically related to you oh my god i lived my entire life believing that i was the product of an affair that my father had because you guys waited so long to tell me they would have had to get up and leave Oh my god, he he literally had the ultimate final move, and he didn't use it. He kept the sword in the sheath, the madman. <laughs> he was like, I can win this battle with another way. And he did, with honestly. And reason. He sends them packing out the copy prints. He's like, get out of my workplace. It, this is done, final. And we get this cool, like, um, zoom in on Grandma's face like and like a cut to Unchan and then a cut to Grandma's face just being incredibly angry and we're like, oh, uh oh, yeah. <laughs> Unchan looked like so disheveled and upset when Grandma is giving her the stink eye. I was like, I I got real mad at Grandma. I was like, you know, I don't care that you're old and that you're suffering because you're being a dick. <laughs> like, that's yeah. where I draw the line, homie. Ugh. 
Anyway, back to back to baby talk. Uh, handsome, baby, excited. Um, however, Yuju has a mom, remember? Uh, yeah. <laughs> forgot about that one. Uh, but yeah, Yuju has this mom, and she's, like, not talking to her or whatever. And, like, you know, just just wanted to remind the audience of, of that, really. Yeah, she's Yuju's mom leaves a voicemail that's like, hey, I'm in Seoul. Like, are you fucking meeting up with me or what? And I'm like, oh, boy, here's another character for me to be questionable feelings towards. Yeah, this is like a a part of Yuju's character that we have literally seen maybe only twice before, where like there's all these random scenes of her just like being in her house and um there's just a voicemail playing in the background of her mom and she's just kind of like, "Huh?" And I'm like, "Are so when are we going to like do this?" <laughs> and then intercut with that, we get the thing that raises the most questions for me this episode, which is Han Sung is sort of like listening to kind of a baby music remix and i'm like oh this is cute like he like he made a song for baby he got excited and he did what he does for work and then he holds up a jewel case of a cd that says choi hansung's baby music and i'm like wait did he already produce baby music before he knew he was going to be a father or is this i think the the implication is that once he found out he did this so he he went on Photoshop or Shutterstock and he was like, "All right, baby clip art, attach, uh, hit design ideas on PowerPoint to maybe get a better frame, and then I'm just gonna import that as PDF and print it and put it in my fucking jewel case for my baby music." Why would he export it as a PDF? Why wouldn't he export it as like a JPEG? Because he's a music uh, designer, not a graphic artist. Anyway, um, I know we were watching Coffee Prince, but really quick, we have to cut to this other drama <laughs> that is CB and Unsei <laughs> just like filming their own drama on the on the sidelines. <laughs> it was so wild, and it made me a little bit angry at CB because he's like trying to be a player. He's <sighs> honestly. You, you... I'm angry at both of them because we have this extremely weird scene that feels like it's going to be like a dream sequence and we're going to cut to somebody waking up, probably like (laughs) CB being like, my angel, oh no, I can't lose her or something, where Unsei is standing here in this like outfit and she's got like this white top on and her hair is like clipped back and she just looks very like, like, you know, like think about someone going, and that's how Unsei looks. (laughs) (laughs) A a plaintive sigh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. CB is standing in front of her, and she's, like, doing this voice where she's just kind of like, you know, I just wanted to see you one last time. And CB is like, well, here I am. And she's like, yeah. (laughs) And they, like, have this conversation where, like, CB is, like, trying to be a player. And I'm like, CB, stop it. And You, you see him have the conversation with himself where he has the gut instinct and then he reminds himself of Harim's teachings and is like, no, players don't do that. Here's what I gotta do. Yeah. And then he goes out there and immediately, immediately he breaks. He's like, I'm gonna be cool. And then she's like, well, I guess this is it. Goodbye. And then he tries to like cut off her escape and he's like, well, wait, like, what do you mean? Like, goodbye, goodbye. Yeah. Then she freaking, okay, okay. So like, I mean, like, I've seen this before. But also, just, like, the way that this was going, I was like, nah, there's no way. There's no way she's serious. And 
Of course, she proves to us that she was not serious. So as as angry as I am at CB for like deciding that he needs to be a player, I can chalk that up to CB being dumb and feeling like Harim is the complete answer to how boys act. Yeah. But Unsei does this whole like freaking act where she's like, oh my gosh, I'm never, guess I'm never going to see you ever again. This is the last time. I just wanted to see your face one last time before I go and she like jumps up and like kisses him and then she walks off and CB is like holding his mouth like oh my god and as she walks away she goes got him or like something along the lines of that and I'm like say you manipulative little shit (laughs) she kisses him and then he immediately he starts like sobbing so bad I thought he got the hiccups he was like (gasps) he did get the hiccups that, no, that wasn't him sobbing. That was him hiccuping. He was getting hiccups because he got kissed by this girl that he's in love with. And he was like, I don't know what to do. I can't breathe anymore. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Unsei is being the gremlin that she is, being like, huh, think you could for- thought you could forget about me. <laughs> we'll see. And I'm like, what the? What? What? That's oh, not yeah. allowed. It, he, he was like, I'm a player. And then 10 seconds later, gets played like a goddamn fiddle by Unsei. Oh, my God. Which I guess to, oh my god, okay, 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 I have to remind myself every time that this is like the the side dumb high schoolers comedic relief pairing <laughs> or whatever, but like, oh my god, oh my god. It's beautiful. And then, speaking of really beautiful, uh, we cut to Sungi and uh, Unchan sort of looking at, like, home decor magazines. Yeah. And the dialogue between them sort of hints that Sungi is getting Unchan's opinion, picking out something for the child, because uh, Unchan's like, well, you said he's quiet, right? Like, maybe he'll like this. He's yeah. like, oh, I guess you are a girl after all. Yeah. But the really important thing in this scene is that Sungi's got a lot of buttons undone. Oh my god, I, I wrote this down too. I was like, okay, also, <laughs> Sungi's shirt is like, it's not just unbuttoned. It's unbuttoned. It's like four buttons unbuttoned. <laughs> it's undone, and His so am I. His titties are out. <laughs> I was like, they probably gave him pasties, because like that, you could, you, I was looking in that shirt being like, what? And that peck is there. It's like a that square hamburger. And the nipple is not. And we're like, hey, now, hold on. Hey, now. <laughs> could be a fun Kyle XY situation, but probably not. Oh, my gosh. So then Han Gil stops by, as he loves to do when Unchan is hanging out and bonding with Sunji for once in the in the little yeah. waffle alcove. <laughs> <laughs> the nook. The nook. He pops by and he's like, hey, I'm not going to New York. And we're like, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> Oh yeah, air hordes everywhere. And she kind of immediately starts squeezing his face. Just kind of like gentle pressure to the cheeks. Yeah. And then Harim comes by and he's like, can you two stop being a happy couple? And they're like, oh, you want a happy couple? Watch this. And then they start doing like over-exaggerated kissing where like Unchan is waving her hands around being like, oh my God. <laughs> and we freeze frame on this, like he dips her down. <laughs> and they're a just big laughing. dip. Big, big dip. dipper. 
Not, just, not a little dipper, a big dipper. That was a big dipper. I'm talking Ursa Major. Ursa <laughs> 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 Major. <laughs> and that is where we end episode 14. Yup. Ugh. Wow. Wow. Wowie. Wowie. You know, honestly, this episode did throw some, some, you know, some, some shit at us. But I feel like we've gone through a lot, and and this episode just, just being able to see Un Chen and Hong Gil's interactions and have them all be positive and all be genuine was just so nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean this. This was probably one of the episodes that if I was going to like rewatch this show, I don't normally rewatch them in sequence. I usually pick and choose episodes. Really? I feel like this this would probably be one that I rewatch because it's like it's sort of on the upswing aside from the Unse and CB plots. But even then, arguably, like if either or both of them decides to move on, it might be the upswing of their arc. Yeah. But this was just like a good vibes. Like we get Mr. Koo pulled from the depths of depression. Sungi is like shopping for this child and like opening up to his friends. Yeah. And grandma is uh not happy, but you get the impression by the end of the episode that no matter what grandma thinks, it's not going to fuck with their relationship at all because they're united. That's true. And I I don't know, I guess another partaker of Coffee Prince could give grandma the the benefit of the doubt and be like she's only doing what she thinks is best for her grandson but i'm sorry grandma is being an utter dick and i just Mm. cannot condone any of her actions no matter what good place they may come from yeah dude it's it's a real road to hell situation god that outburst she has is just like you're like whoa 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 (laughs) oh my god uh, not a fun moment. Not a not a highlight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Coffee Prince episode fifteen. My grandson deserves a queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I guess that's all we've got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for partaking in this journey with us as always. And we will see you next time um, for episode 15. Bye.